periodically, Father Richard will ask me a question. He'll say something like, do you have your homily ready for this week? Or do you have this report already turned in? And I always say, yes. And he says, you're an overachiever, you know. And I said, or maybe you're an underachiever. And I said, you know, it was the way I was raised. When I was in college, if we were assigned a paper, I was the person who went to the library, checked out the books, took them home, did all my research, and put them back in the library because I wanted to be free when I wanted to be free. And it was just my luck. I went to the seminary in St. Louis. Periodically, we would have these guys who would make these trips to Kansas City, which was always a lot of fun. And my fear was always, what would happen if I had work to do? Would I be willing to, you know, just not do it and turn it in late? And I thought, I, I just can't do that. That's just not in my genes. So I always had everything finished before time. So that if somebody said, we're going to Kansas City or we're going here or there, I could always say, I'm in. Okay. And so it had nothing to do with being an overachiever. It was an over-partier, right, to be the truth. Um, but my parents know that now, but in college they didn't know that. They didn't need to know it. So, but in our scriptures today, I couldn't help but stop and think about the whole thing about do we know what we're doing when we're doing it? And I say that because, like, did they know when they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh that there was going to affect the rest of the world for the rest of time. Because we were recognizing this newborn baby as a king. And we were also recognizing him as God. Because gold is what you give to a king, and incense is what we offer to God. And then they brought myrrh. Now how could they know that this child was going to die the death he died? But myrrh is how they helped to embalm the body with. They ribbed these spices all over the body. But they were doing their, their due diligence. They knew what they needed to do, and they did it. But as I was thinking about it, I thought, but what about this, the guy, the king, who said, I'm going to go back by another route because I was told not to. Now, I'm assuming that it was God who told him to take a new route home. But it doesn't say that in the scriptures, but it's kind of implied but what would have happened if he hadn't, if, if they had just followed Jesus out because they would have killed him? Would we have to wait? So I was going through all of this stuff, and I thought to myself, so often in times, you know, you'll see something, and you'll say, that's beautiful. I wonder if they said, that's a beautiful star, or if they said, and it tells us, some of the people said, that's the star of the newborn king of the Jews because they knew what they were talking about, and they were focused on the things of the world, but also how the things of the world were going to affect them. And in our own lives, I think we see that happening in our world today. Are we intact with Jesus Christ? Are we daily talking to God? Are we reading and being united with the church? Are we actually building the kingdom of God here right now. And as I thought about it, I thought to myself, there was a time in my life where I had to, I would, had to do some difficult things, which you don't like to always have to do. But I was at Central Catholic at the time, and we had these two boys that were just a pain, just a royal pain. And I'm sure they were good kids, deep, deep, deep down in themselves. 
but they were always in trouble. And they didn't even get along with each other. I thought that the two of them would be best friends for life. You know, they never seemed to get along with anybody. And they would push people a little bit and push people a little more. And one day there was this theory going around or this gossip going around that there's going to be a big, big fight. And I thought, oh, great. So I start going around saying, who's fighting? Who's fighting? Nobody, nobody said, they just knew this big fight was going to go on. Well, then it ended up being these two boys. I thought, well, we'll be rid of one of them for sure. I mean, they'll either kill one of each other or they'll get kicked out. Something's going to happen. Something's got to happen. And I went over and I talked to them. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. Don't make this my business. I said, what do you mean? I said, I don't care if you want to fight. Go fight. Go somewhere. Go in your backyard and fight. My parents won't let me. Not in our backyard. I said, well, you're not doing it in my backyard either, okay? So this is the deal. Go. Go over on a Saturday. Go over someday. I don't care when you do it. But leave me out of it. Okay. And I said, nowhere on church property. Okay. I said, okay. Then we don't have to worry about it. Probably several weeks went by. I thought one of them was dead by now. And um, so I decided, was hanging around one day, and all at once all these kids were saying, they're fighting today, they're fighting today, right after school. And I said, where are they fighting? And they said, over Bishop's Woods. And I said, you guys are so stupid. They were. I mean, I told them, not on church property. And so they go out the doors that all these kids have gathered. Now I'm walking across the field to get over to there. And I said, what are you guys doing? And they said, hey, this is none of your business. We are not on church property. And I said, see that sign over there? What does it say? And it says, Bishop's Woods. And I said, do you think Bishop's his last name? He said, I don't know. And I said, Bishop, like our bishop? He goes, uh-huh. And I said, this is church property. Get out of here. You're not welcome here to do those types of things. And they decided they weren't going to fight because they had a new hate. Me. <laughs> you know, and so as we were talking afterwards, I said to them, you guys realize you should be thanking me because both of you are so stupid. You've already damaged your brain enough. You just need one more fight to get the, what's a little bit left is there to knock it out. And I said, just go home for the rest of the day. And you know what? It was never discussed again. But I often thought to myself, what would have happened if we didn't break up that fight? Because you, don't, you never know kids today. They can be, well, you don't know kids 25, 30 years ago. But even today, I mean, it's, it's a crazy world in which we live. But this gospel is all about staying in touch. See, like that kid out there right now, he's staying in touch. He's letting everybody know he's here, okay? And we're glad he is. Okay? So the gospel, I think, is challenging us today to do our homework, to stay on top of our children, to stay on top of our next-door neighbors, to make sure that we are following the ways of Jesus Christ, that we're making things better by our presence. Not bitter, but better. And that's the challenge to make sure that we, every single day of our lives, look at our lives and say, 
Am I in union with God? Am I staying in touch with God wants for me?